Hello guys and welcome back to the Breaking Butterfly podcast. I'm your host Maddie Maple and today I am going to be joined by a very special guest, one of my best friends in the world, Bianca CP. She is who I have been hosting my Costa Rica retreats with and today we get into her story and how she manifests, a lot of travel stories, psychedelic stories, and we also share a little bit about our retreats. So I hope you guys absolutely love this episode. special guest and I am so excited to finally have her on the podcast. I honestly don't know how we've gotten this far without having Bianca on the podcast, but Miss Bianca CP is here and if you follow me, um well and I've shared lots of stories about her on the podcast, I'm pretty sure as well. Um but if you guys follow me, you should know who Bianca is. Um but she is someone that I met last year when I went to Costa Rica on Um, that content creator retreat I went on and yeah, ended up having the privilege of then hosting retreats with her in Costa Rica. So that's been such a big part of my reality this last year. And she's become one of my best friends in the world, seriously like a sister to me. And yeah, I'm just fucking excited to have her on. We're going to talk about her story, maybe some other fun stories that we've gotten in together, some of the things that she's done. Um, we had, like we experience a lot of travel, a lot of music festivals, and so yeah, we have a lot of really fun things to talk about and talking about, you know, just manifesting our dream life in general because we truly are living such a dream life right now. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, we have a lot to get into today. We'll talk about our retreats that we host a little bit. So yeah, Bianca, say hello. Hey everyone, thank you so much for having me on the show. I feel so honored. Um, and as you're introducing me, I feel like I have the giggles just because I'm so like still kind of in shock and awe from the last year of meeting you and becoming friends with you and now doing business together and creating like such a cool experience down here. So yeah, thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, it really is so weird because I feel like like we'll have moments where we're like hosting a retreat together or we're in this like crazy experience. And like, yes, we'll have moments where we look at each other and we're like, wow, this is so crazy. But we don't really, I don't feel like we've really had a moment where we get to just like sit down and reflect and be like, whoa, like this is our life. So I think it's going to be really fun to kind of, yeah, just talk about your life, your story. It's going to be like a whole reflection moment Um, because sometimes we're just so go, go, go and there's so much happening. I don't know, even for me, like sometimes I don't have a moment to just stop and be like, this is crazy. Like this is my life. So I'm excited. I can't believe like, okay, for anyone listening, if you don't know, Maddie and I have literally only spent three collective weeks hanging out together now, which is crazy because she's one of my best friends in the whole world. And that's the thing, even at the retreats, I feel like everything just happens so fast. We don't, we haven't had that moment to just sit down and be like, wow, we created this. What? Like how? Yeah. It's insane. It's insane to think that we've only spent about three weeks together. 
it blows my mind. But that's just to like say, we've been talking a lot in my program lately about just like making friends and how to make friends because it can be so hard to do that. Um, well, I don't think it's hard, but a lot of people feel that it's hard to like make friends in your 20s or even like into your 30s um, and like find people that are just really, really aligned with you. But I just like can't resonate because the internet is such a blessing and all of my friends, like all of my best friends are through the internet. Like, yes, I have a lot of friends in in Utah, of course, but I don't know. Like all of my friends just are internet friends and I kind of love it. Yeah. Same at this point. Like I always share with people, like if you find someone cool on the internet, just hit them up in the DMs, which is what I did yeah. to you and what I do to so many people. I'm like, hey, I think you're cool. Let's be friends now. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, you really just can't be afraid to just reach out to someone. And I feel like Bianca's inspired me to do that a lot. Now I'll like just message people. If I find someone that I just like their vibe, I'm like, hi, let's be friends. You're cool. Um, And then you really do create this network like all over the world. Um, But I guess that can kind of segue us into, yeah, I think everyone would love to hear just a little bit of your story, how you even got into TikTok and like, yeah, like where are you from? How did you grow up? How did you get to Costa Rica? The whole the whole nine yards. Okay, so sometimes I go on tangents, so I'll try and make this as fast as possible. But no, okay, so I'm- no, this is the space for tangents. You're used to TikTok <laughs> where it's like three minutes, you're in and you're out. This is where you really get to like share it all. So take your time. Fair, yeah. On TikTok, I definitely talk very fast. So I'm from Canada. I'm half Canadian, half Romanian, and I grew up in Toronto, which is a big city. And um, so I'm almost 30 now. And I'm really grateful. I had a great childhood growing up. um, But I feel like my family kind of had the more traditional way of looking at life. So, uh, you know, you go to university to get a really good degree to get so you can get a really good job and then make money and work really hard and maybe go on vacation once or twice a year. So um, I was always into acting growing up. Um, I did theater and I went to drama school, but because my mom kind of, yeah, had that mentality, like you have to work really hard in order to succeed. uh, For some reason, when I finished high school, I went to university for economics, which like, I don't like economics. I was just like, okay, economics, that's money money equals good life. Um, So yeah, so I went to university for economics, despite not liking it. Um, But I'm actually very grateful that I did, because it allowed me to study for my third year of university in Hong Kong um, on an exchange program. Now, when I tell you, I learned absolutely nothing in Hong Kong about economics. (laughs) Like that is not an exaggeration. I could not tell you anything. Um, but I made my best friends in the world. Um, I made like, actually this kind of ties into just like making friends. Um, I remember like my first week of exchange, I was sitting in the cafeteria by myself and I see these, uh, three girls standing and kind of looking at me and I was like, okay, do I pretend to be cool? And like, I'm okay with being alone or should I smile and invite them to sit with me? And I really debated this. I'm like, oh, I don't want to look like a loser. And then finally, I was like, okay, I'm going to smile and wave at them. And I did. 
And now those three women have been my best friends for the last 10 years. Um, you know, we traveled all over the world together. So that's kind of what Hong Kong became for me. Um, I skipped like almost three months of school, backpacked around Southeast Asia by myself. Um, and I just met all these people living a different way of life. And a lot of them were older than me. I'm like, yeah, we didn't go to university. We didn't do this. We just like travel and explore and meet people. And we're just figuring it out. And so that was kind of like my first time really understanding like, oh, wait, I don't have to study economics and hate my life forever. Um, yeah. So after that, I came back to Canada and then I switched to a drama major. Long story short, I ended up not finishing that degree and I came back to Toronto and started working in bars um, because I was like, well, why would I go to school for acting now? if I can just work in bars and get an agent and make a lot of money. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't say that I was ever someone who was like depressed or anything, but I definitely was very anxious and would overthink a lot. And I would say that today I still do overthink, but not in the way that I used to. Um, I was just way more stressed before. And, um, didn't really know what I was doing. Um, but that kind of led me to finally, when I was 25, having what I guess is like my spiritual awakening, um, which honestly happened because I just hated my life so much working at bars, even though I made really, really, really good money, that I remember sitting in my bedroom one day and just researching what is something similar to Burning Man, but not Burning Man. Because at that point, I think Burning Man was over for the year. And I'd actually wanted to go to Burning Man from the time I was 13. Like, I remember posting on my best friend's wall on Facebook being like, oh, my God, we have to go to this when we're older. Um, so, yeah, so I ended up finding out about Shambhala, which is a music festival in Canada. And I bought two tickets, one for me and one for my best friend, Clarissa. So that's kind of my thing. Whenever I go to things like festivals, I always like to get a ticket for myself, then a ticket for the only person that I really, really want there with me, aka Envision. Maddie is coming with me. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, so I bought these two tickets. And a week before Shambhala, um, my best friend called me and she said, hey, Bianca, there's no alcohol allowed at this festival. What do we do? I was like, mm -hmm. oh, well, I guess we have to try drugs. Oh my so God. that's amazing. I don't know what I'm allowed to talk about on this podcast, by the way, but you can you can literally talk about anything. So Clarissa and I, we go out to the west coast of Canada and I, I remember walking into a weed shop and I was like, hey, I'm going to buy some edibles, but also do you have anything else I could buy and this guy gives me a phone number for an old woman and this lady she ends up selling me 10 grams of mushrooms two grams of MDMA and four tabs of acid like, wait I have never heard this story really no this is amazing keep going but I have never heard this yeah so I went and like did my first 
like, like picking up of drugs. And I'm like in downtown Vancouver, meet this old woman. I remember having this giant bag and she gave me this bag of drugs with like candies. And she's like, have fun. And I was like, yeah, it's going to be my first time doing acid. She was like, okay, like, don't take too much. Um, yeah. So then Clarissa and I, we end up, we, we found this like rideshare group for Shambhala. We drove up to Shambhala with these two guys. And um, on the way up, they were like, who are you guys camping with? We're like, haha, we don't know anyone. Can we camp with you and your friends? And they're like, yeah, for sure. So oh me and Clarissa, God. we end up camping with this random group of people at Shambhala. Um, but they're all a lot older than us. And honestly, like really, really experienced with like psychedelics and festivals. Um, so yeah, it was like a very, very safe space to be in to have those types of experiences. Especially mm-hmm. like with Shambhala, there's, you know, there's a drug testing place if you need that. There's like medics, there's a sanctuary which is where you go if you get too overwhelmed. Um, For the most part, I'd say the average age has got to be like around 30. Like everyone is a little bit older. Um, Yeah. But yes. Um, So yeah, I tried everything for the first time. Definitely didn't have 10 grams of mushrooms though. We had like half a gram and that was actually it. Um, Yeah. But it just like opened me up to this whole other world. And I remember just experiencing so much love for the first time ever on the dance floor. And honestly, I feel like that was my first time kind of maybe understanding manifesting a little bit. Um, And I think it's Mm -hmm. because my heart was so open that things were just happening so fast at this festival. Like, I don't have to go into it, but I ended up, we got like backstage passes for the entire weekend, which was just because I'd been on a dance floor telling people I love them and they were so pretty and they just so happened to be like associated with the festival and just all this crazy yeah. stuff happened. Um, and so after that, I kind of, I came back to Toronto and I was like, wow, like I've been living so out of alignment. I'm working in a bar I hate in order to support myself while acting but I don't actually even like acting because I want to be myself on camera but how do I be myself on camera and have people watch me um I don't know it was like from the time I was 12 I always wanted to be a YouTuber but I feel like we all well for me some of my limiting beliefs have been like fear of judgment fear of being seen uh no one would ever watch me who am I to do that There's already YouTubers out there. Um, So yeah, I think that's honestly why I went into acting because it was like the closest thing to being a content creator. Um, Yeah, so I think like those experiences just opened my mind so much and I started to love myself more and have so much more empathy for myself and for others and that kind of took me on an adventure around the world. Um, So I started saving all of my money from serving and I would just go uh, to different festivals around the world, different retreats. It's when I started getting into, you know, Burning Man and Africa Burn, which is um, Burning Man, but in South Africa. And honestly, I'm, I will always say like acid changed my life. Like, 
And through all these different crazy acid trips at festivals, my mind just kept getting open more and more. And I started getting more into spirituality. And then one thing led to another. And uh, that eventually brought me to Costa Rica just because I really wanted to work like in the psychedelic community in some way. Um, but I guess I maybe should backtrack a little bit just about how that even happened. Um, do you have time for like a little story about why I'm actually in Costa Rica? Yes, share the whole story. But <laughs> okay. I want to say like really quick, just I feel like one of the lessons I've been just receiving from Bianca's story just at this point is that like just you wanting to go to Burning Man at such a young age and then you always wanting to be on camera and wanting to be a YouTuber. Like I feel like I have so many things like that in my life as well where like I always wanted to be um, maybe not a YouTuber, but like an influencer, even from like the time I was really young. And I always wanted to go to festivals. Like I was always just like researching festivals and like looking at the Coachella outfits. And I was just so like enamored by it. And I just feel like so many people kind of feel lost and are like, what are my passions? What do I want to do? And like, I feel like this story is a perfect example of look at what lit you up when you were younger. Look at the things that you were interested in when you were younger. Who Like who were your role models? Who did you look up to? What did you like start following on social media right away? What did you say you wanted to be when you like grew up? Even when you were a little, little kid. Um, because I feel like our urges, I always say this, but this story is a perfect example of it. Like our urges and our curiosities and just the things that interest us like are there for a reason. They're not just random. They're leading you towards what you're supposed to be doing or what your purpose is, what your passions are. And sometimes as we get older, I think we just lose them. Um, but like looking back at your journey, right? You're a TikToker now and you can look back and be like, I didn't know it was going to look like this, but I always knew that the, like I wanted to do this even since you were like young, young. Um, so I don't know. I was just thinking about that and I think it's super interesting no 1000 percent. and like you know I do talk a lot about my journey with psychedelics and everything but I loved festivals like even before that and also I think like what I've always spent my money on I've never cared so much about like clothes or things like that it was always like festivals and music and um just experiences with other people I love connection and I love connecting with cool people. And, you know, that is even like with the retreats that I host, like even from the time that I was, um, you know, in my early 20s, when I was like 20, 21, 22, I'd always think like, how can I make connecting with cool people a job? Um, because I have so many cool friends from all over the world, especially cool female friends. And they're all so different. I have friends in finance. I have friends who are lawyers, friends that are influencers or like they do any number of things but the common thread is mm -hmm. just being open-minded and freaking loving a good party so yeah, um exactly I literally remember in 2014 I was working in the north of Canada I bought a flight for two thousand dollars and I flew to Belgium where I paid like eight hundred dollars for a Tomorrowland ticket like it was just this crazy journey straight up just to go to Tomorrowland 
I didn't even like do any substances at that point. I didn't even drink that week. I just freaking loved the music so much um, that I was like, nope, my money has to go. I have to be at Tomorrowland in the front row. Yeah, that's so crazy. And it's so crazy too. Like you're not that much older than me, but you've just lived so much more life. It's really fun to hear the whole story, but sorry, I interrupted. Talk about moving to Costa Rica. No, you're good. Okay. So because I was 25 in 2018, when I first started having these first like psychedelic experiences, um, it became really important to me to share those experiences, but I didn't know how. Um, But I think it was because I had just been living so out of alignment and so stressed and so anxious for so many years that I was like, are you freaking kidding me? For 25 years, I've missed out on being happy and loving myself. Like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, people need to learn about this. Um, And, you know, I didn't know how to do this at first. I would just call myself a psychedelic advocate as I was, you know, going to festivals, going to retreats. And um, eventually that led me right after Burning Man, where I became best friends with this girl, Sarah, who we did our, she did her first acid trip with me and craziest night of our lives. um, We read each other's minds. We instantly became best friends. So fast forward Mm -hmm. to right after Burning Man in 2019, my best girlfriends, the ones who I became friends with in Hong Kong, flew to Canada and I organized a cottage week for them, but also for all my other girlfriends in Canada. And it was all these different groups of girls meeting each other for the first time. And of course, we bring a bag of mushrooms with us. And on this cottage week, um, I remember we're all sitting on the dock and we're like, all right, time for mushrooms. We were just like grabbing handfuls out of the bag. This was an ounce bag. So like 28 grams. And uh, oh, wow. not all the girls were doing the mushrooms, but so we're eating them. My one friend, she looks across the lake at the forest and she goes, oh my God, the trees are dancing. And me and my other best friend, the one who I went to Shambhala with, uh, we go, wait, the trees aren't dancing for us. We have to eat more. So we probably ate about like five grams of mushrooms each. Um, there was also oh one God. of the girls who came on this trip was like 18 and she wasn't, she doesn't do anything. She was just like, take, like making us food, making us snacks. She was like our trip sitter for the day. Um, but so we have this day and I'm lying out in a pool floaty on the lake and I'm looking up at the clouds and the clouds all start turning like clockwork, like the inside of a clock and the clock gears and cogs are all shaped like hieroglyphics, like Egyptian hieroglyphics. And so I'm looking mm-hmm. at this and every, I keep getting these little brain zaps. And every time I get a brain zap, I'm like higher and higher and higher. And suddenly Ganesha appears. <laughs> so Ganesha, the in- Hindu elephant God appears amongst the clouds. And I was like, I'm also at this point, I was getting more into spirituality, but I was very, very new to it. And I remember seeing Ganesha in the clouds and I was like, oh shit that's Ganesha. I better say something important. Um, But I was like tripping. I'm like, what do I say? I was like, Ganesha, please tell my grandparents that I'm so sorry that I didn't um, connect with them more while they were still alive. Like let them know Mm -hmm. that I love them so much. And 
So I just remember like crying there. And then suddenly my friend pulls me in by the rope attached to my floaty to the dock. And then we ended up just having, you know, the best day ever, like talking about energy and the energy of like Burning Man in different places. And we were kind of talking about manifestation. But honestly, at that point, I didn't really know what manifestation was. But we were just talking about like, Mm -hmm. like attracting things and attracting certain people and experiences. Um, And so the reason I always share that story is because that's when I really was like, okay, there's something to this. I just met freaking Ganesha. Like, I need to follow this. And yeah. from there, I went to California to visit the girl I became best friends with at Burning Man. And we go out one night, and she introduces me to her boyfriend. And I told him this story about Ganesha. And he was like, oh, you know what? I have these friends who have an organization called Thank You Plant Medicine. It's an organization working mm-hmm. to destigmatize the use of plant medicine and psychedelics for healing and transformation. You should talk to them. Um, so I did. And they were actually based in Costa Rica. And they were telling me about this festival called Envision. They're like, yo, you love festivals. You love psychedelics. Come to Envision. Help us out with our Thank You Plant Medicine Day during Envision. And we can all hang out and like just see what happens. Um, so I came to Envision, which is um, a festival owned here in Costa Rica by Maddie and my friends, who are now my friends. But at first, I obviously didn't know them when I first went. Um, and that was a really cool week. Like I just met all these people working in the psychedelic community. So advocates or scientists or researchers Uh, people in the indigenous community, people in the Amazon conservation community. And Thank You Plant Medicine had this global coming out day where um, people around the world would share their stories with psychedelics and like coming out with psychedelics for the first time. So that was really fun. That week, honestly, had a lot of really, really hard trips. I accidentally tripped acid for 24 hours one day. That really sucked. I thought I gave this, I like was walking around this festival being like, oh my God, I've broken my brain. I've given myself marijuana psychosis (laughs) because I had like smoked on a trip. Um, So so yeah, that was really hard. Um, So I had many highs, many lows, and I came back to Canada and I was like, wow, like I can't live here anymore. Um, And I was supposed to go to Africa burn um, again, but then the pandemic happened. And I don't know if you resonate at all, but the pandemic truly changed my life. But honestly, I'm very grateful it changed my life in the best way. Um, Mm -hmm. I think for anyone who's listening, who's ever worked in the service industry and knows that you can make very good money on a weekend, um, I think that working the service industry really kept me um, very stuck because I just, I wouldn't pursue my dreams because, or anything else, because I knew that I could always make cash at the end of the night. But when the pandemic hit, I couldn't anymore. Um, And so honestly, I will say Toronto pandemic times weren't bad. The first two months sucked, but then the summer was the best summer I've ever had in Toronto. 
Um, and I became best friends with this group of girls. Um, and we called it hot girl summer. And my friend Megan, who's like an older sister to me, um, she introduced me to Baba Ram Das, who's like a spiritual, he was a spiritual leader, also very into psychedelics. That's kind of what started his whole thing. Um, and his book is called like Be Here Now. And she showed me that book. And honestly, for Hot Girl Summer, we'd meet up every day, work out, meditate, journal, and really like Megan really pushed me to just start pursuing my dreams and doing things that I actually liked. Um, and then I was doing this course, um, online called the new earth university, which I'd found because I'd met a girl at envision and after envision, we connected and she told me that she'd done this crazy, like shamanic healing with this shaman named Orpheus. And she was completely sober, sober and like astral projected. And so I was like, yo, I need to meet this Orpheus man. I signed up for emails on his website that was probably made in like 1990. And in July, 2020, I got an email that Orpheus, this shaman in the jungle of Costa Rica was hosting his first ever online offering, New Earth University with himself and two other coaches. So I signed up, best decision I've ever made. One of the coaches uh, taught all about quantum leaping and um, manifestation and energy frequency, like vibrating at the frequency you want to attract dream as big as you possibly can. You are so supportive of the universe. I learned about shadow work and limiting beliefs. And also, uh, you know, the shaman, the two coaches were in Costa Rica and, uh, the one coach invited us to like decide on a quantum leap we were going to make in our life. And I was like, Oh my God, I have to move to Costa Rica. Like all the people I met at Envision were still down in Costa Rica, living their best lives on the beach, in the jungle. Um, and so, yeah, as soon as the borders opened to Costa Rica, um, I moved here. So, yeah, it was fucking crazy. Yeah. Just and like, just like just the whole story of how you got to where you are. I mean, I've heard pieces of it but not like the whole thing. And <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just amazing. I'm obsessed with that. Yeah. It's like a really long story, but the one thing I will say about it is that, so my biggest thing now is like following your intuition, no matter what. Um, yeah. And I think it's like, I would do that when I was younger too, even with you know, studying Hong Kong, I literally applied a day before um, the cutoff was to do that. And that changed my life. But also like with moving to Costa Rica, like everything pointed me there. I would be biking around the city. I'd meet a random person because, you know, I talk to strangers and they'd start telling me about Costa Rica or I'd see a sign that said Costa Rica. Um, or, you know, I did a call with my friend Marisa, who has a psychedelic company. I'd met her on the dance floor at Envision. She calls me. She's like, I had the most the craziest, most powerful ayahuasca ceremony of my life. It was with this shaman Orpheus in Costa Rica. I was like, girl, yeah. that's my shaman from my course. So it's like, I just knew I had to come. I'm like, the universe is like screaming it at me. Yeah. So. Do you feel like there is ever a point where like fear almost got the best of you or doubt almost got the best of you? Because I feel like there are a lot of people that 
you know, do have the universe screaming at them or they are feeling something in their intuition, but they're just, you know, way too scared even for, you know, thinking about you making so much money in bars. Like, I guess, yes, COVID kind of helped to the point where you didn't have that option as as much. Um, But like, was was there ever a point where you were planning to move down to Costa Rica and you were like, yeah, I probably shouldn't do this because like my life is here in Canada. My family is here. This is where I make my money. I guess, was there ever a point where you really had to work through any doubts and fears or was it just like a, nope, like this is what I'm supposed to do? Honestly, I, I don't think I thought about it too much. Like I remember like calling my mom crying, being like, I have to move to Costa Rica. Um, yeah. But I guess my biggest thing is just like really putting all my trust and faith in the universe. And at that point, I just trusted so much that it was going to be okay. Um, that being said, like yeah. there definitely have been points on my journey, even, you know, being down here in Central America. I also lived in Guatemala for six months. Um, there's been points where I've for sure been scared. I remember having like a week where I just cried every single day. And I remember my friend's mom coming up to me being like, are you okay? Like, <laughs> like, what's wrong? And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. What if I become homeless? Um, but I just, I knew that I had to, like, I knew, I think I knew I would figure it out. Um, I didn't know what that would mm-hmm. look like, though. But I also, Canada never felt like home to me. And... Like, so I was already leaving all the time anyway. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what one of, like, the biggest things travel does for you. I just did this podcast episode yesterday. Um, One of my really good friends and clients, she started this podcast called Why We Travel, um, which you should totally go on that podcast as well because it's all about, yeah, just, like, your crazy travel stories and the lessons and, like, like, why you travel And that just makes me think, I feel like one of the reasons it's so good to travel is because it does kind of instill that belief in you that you can figure things out because that's like pretty much what travel is, is just like a bunch of like amazing experiences, but also a lot of problem solving and a lot of just like, I'm going to have to figure this out. Like if something goes wrong with like flights or accommodation or you're traveling alone, you don't know anyone. It's just you have to learn that everything works out. Um, and that's why I believe so much in just just like booking the ticket, figuring it out later. Like one of the girls that wanted to come on our retreat, actually, she's like, I really want to come, but I'm like worried about flights. I'm like, buy the ticket, flights later. Like, and that's how I've always been for festivals. I just like buy the ticket. And then once you commit to something, everything just does work out. Like you get an amazing deal on a flight or, you know, like when you were going to Shambhala and you guys were like, didn't have anyone to camp with. Doesn't matter. Buy the ticket, get there. Boom. You meet somebody that you can camp with or whatever. Um, And I feel like when you just like commit to things, even if you don't know how it's going to play out, it always plays out because you committed to it. So I don't know. That's always been my motto. It's just like, buy the ticket details later. Um, Cause when you live in that kind of energy, it's kind of like the, the lucky girl syndrome that everyone's been talking about. You just mm-hmm. truly trust 
no, everything's going to work out. It's all in my favor. <laughs> and I've never had an experience where that wasn't the case and like where that wasn't true. No, 100%. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the lucky girl syndrome thing because I made a video actually on that the other day because I was seeing everybody post. And I feel like I've always lived my life like everything will always work out in the end. Like everything is going to work out. My issue is that as someone who definitely tends to overthink, it's like I know everything's going to work out in the end, but I'll still like stress myself out sometimes along the way which I'm getting better at, at just truly trying to fully surrender to the universe, to the universe and really trusting because it's like, why wouldn't I, when I've had so much evidence from my life, like when I actually trust and just follow my heart, yeah. the universe really does help me, which is crazy, but I'm very grateful for it. Yeah. And I think if, you know, if you don't have those experiences yet, where it does build your trust because um, trust has to be built, right? It's just like building trust with a partner or a friend. Like it doesn't just happen immediately. You have to have experiences where you, yeah, you see that evidence that you can trust them. And it is the same with the universe, right? Like, you know, you don't just have that trust usually right away. You have to see the evidence. And so if you don't have that evidence yet, like it's the same thing with confidence. If you don't have confidence, you have to have courage. If you don't have trust, you have to have faith. And yeah, almost just blind faith and just go into it, whatever you're... Uh, we just pulled a card last night, which was tr trust the niggle. What is it from? It's like the starseed oracle. Oh my God. It's the trust uh, the niggle. I, I don't remember the deck, but it's by Rebecca something. But it's my favorite it's deck. It's Rebecca Campbell. Yeah. Oh, it's something of the light. What is it? No, I have it somewhere around here. It doesn't matter. It's by Rebecca Campbell. It's like the most beautiful artwork. Um, but I, uh, I have a love hate relationship with the trust the niggle card. Um, but we pulled it last night and again, it's like a love hate relationship because it is such a good card to remind yourself, like whatever that niggling feeling is, whatever you just know you have to do. You have to go to that festival. You have to reach out to that person. You have to apply to that job. Like, don't wait to feel that level of trust. Just have faith and just like go into it, even if it's scary as fuck, because those are the experiences that are going to build the trust where further down in your life, you are going to be able to, you know, be more, I guess, like bold and spontaneous and like do all the things you've wanted to do because you took those leaps of faith. Um, so yeah, it's, you have to like build it up though. But I feel like finally now in my life, when I first started my business, I didn't have a lot of faith and I was stressing the fuck out. And like, I resonate when you're saying like, oh my God, am I going to be homeless? Like what's going to happen to me? Um, like I was struggling with money so much at the beginning of my business. And then I had like experience after experience after experience where I was shown that I was supported. And now like my bank account could go in the negatives and I would be like, it's fine. Like, this is okay. There's a plan for this. I got this. No worries. Um, but, but I wouldn't be like this strong in my mindset if it wasn't for those hard moments. So yeah, I feel like travel helps a lot with that. 
No, it really does. But I guess speaking of, sorry, I think we have no, no, like the ahead. slightest lag. We have like the slightest oh, no. lags. So we'll like kind of talk over each other. Yeah. Um, well, sometimes I was you just freeze say- a little bit, but I can see you still. Like yeah. I can still hear you. Yeah. Sometimes the video quality isn't that good on Zencaster, but then when we like produce it, it'll be like clear as day, but it's fine. Um, But I I was just going to say, speaking of travel, um, let's talk about our retreats a little bit. So we kind of like briefly mentioned that I met Bianca on a retreat that she hosted. So I literally was just like sitting in my office one day, checked TikTok. And I had a message from Bianca and I was so starstruck because I had been following Bianca for, I don't know, maybe like a year at that point. And I just thought she was so cute and so cool. And like, yes, I had a lot of followers on TikTok, but I still felt like very imposter vibes um, because I just had like a couple videos just like blow up randomly, which it's so funny. Again, talking about following that niggling feeling, I kept getting this like this hit from the universe, like the universe was screaming at me, just get on TikTok, get on TikTok, just create. And I hated TikTok and I was so resistant to it. But like anytime I would, I would sit in meditation and I would ask like the universe and my guides, I would say like, what do I need to do to improve like my business and my level of leadership? Like help me expand and like bring my business to the next level. And I would sit there And I would just hear TikTok and I was like, no, like something else. There's got to be like a different strategy or like a program I'm supposed to create. And every time I like asked for an answer, the universe was like TikTok. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to keep following it, even though I hate this so much. And I kept creating. I had a couple videos blow up um, that Bianca saw. And so she followed me. So then we were mutuals. So I'm like sitting in my office, Bianca messages me and I'm like, what the fuck? This is crazy. And she was like, Hey, I'm like hosting this retreat in April in Costa Rica. Like you should come. And I was like, yes, I'm going. Like, I know I need to go. I was feeling sick of LA and just like needed to get out. And so I got on a zoom call with her the next day and then literally paid her the day after. And then within two weeks I was on a flight and on my way to Costa Rica Um, so yeah, I guess like talk a little bit about how you even got into hosting retreats and then we can talk about like us meeting, us connecting, and then a little bit about maybe the details of the retreats that we now host together because we, um, got to meet at the creator retreat. Yeah. So first off, it's so funny whenever Maddie says that she was starstruck when I messaged her (laughs) because like, I just thought Maddie was so cool that I was like oh my gosh is she gonna come like am I cool enough for her and even like the day that Maddie arrived in Costa Rica and we met I got my one of my best friends in Costa Rica to come with me because I was nervous I was like oh my gosh I'm meeting this girl Maddie like she's really cool I'm really nervous to meet her um it just blows my mind (laughs) so that's funny but um okay how did I get into retreats so Honestly, it all, I think it's like everything I've done throughout my life has really led me to, to this moment now. Um, even like I was a camp counselor for the, from the time that I was 15 years old and I was hosting groups 
and, you know, even hosting my friends from all around the world. I remember at that cottage week I spoke about where I organized that whole thing for my friends from around the world. I remember, you know, after that mushroom trip, just saying, oh my gosh, guys, like, how do I make this a job? How can I just bring people together for events like this and also like have that be my life and my career? So, um, okay. So when I first came to Costa Rica, um, I really dove into exploring spirituality in the spiritual world. Definitely was doing more of like the hippie type events, like song circles, um, that type of thing. And then I started sitting with ayahuasca. Um, For those of you who don't know, ayahuasca is a sacred plant medicine. Um, You sit in a ceremony with a shaman and it's a very beautiful medicine, very healing, but it's one of the, the craziest experiences you'll ever have in your life. Like you'll be in another dimension. And um, in my second ayahuasca ceremony, um, my intention was to connect with the universe and my higher self. And that's what I did. I was essentially in the universe, looking at the universe, like the messages I was getting from ayahuasca are things like uh, everything is energy, vibrate at the frequency you want to attract. Uh, you chose to come back to earth, to live life as a human, to have experiences, learn lessons and grow. Um, and also I remember just the whole theme was like energy and the energy of places and people and Burning Man came up in that ceremony. And I had this vision of being at Burning Man and I was with all of my best female friends around the world. And like my mom was there, all my best girlfriends. And I remember um, Ayahuasca was telling me because actually from the time I was young, I wanted to own a music festival. But Ayahuasca was saying like, you don't need to own it. Like you don't need a music festival. Just start bringing people together, like bring people together, like create this energy, but it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a festival. So in my ayahuasca state, it was, that's kind of the message I was getting. And I was also getting the message, like you need to share your experiences and wherever you put your energy, that's where things will manifest. And, um, Right before I'd sat with ayahuasca, like maybe a month before, I was in the middle of the jungle with my friends doing a manifestation. And I literally wrote down, um, I will be a psychedelic content creator and I want to live um, on a giant property with a lot of awesome women. We're all going to be best girlfriends. We're going to live in little casitas and we're just going to have a beautiful time together. I swear to God, like, Literally, so this ayahuasca stuff happens. I'm like, oh, I remember calling my coach being like, wait a minute, can I actually believe in myself? Can I follow my dreams and actually do what I want? And she's like, yes. I was like, okay. So fast forward like a month, I'm somehow living at a resort in Costa Rica. In And at this resort, it was COVID. I got a deal where I only had to pay $250 a month to live in a casita on this property with a bunch of other casitas and me and all these girls started filling the casitas up. It's like a friend of a friend would message me and be like, Hey, I have a friend who wants to come to Costa Rica. Be like, okay, cool. Come to our little commune of casitas. And so we're all living here and a girl named Heather moves in right next to me. And Heather was a TikToker, detox Heather. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh shit. Like, ayahuasca was kind of telling me to start sharing my experiences and I kept kind of getting the message like 
you need to start sharing your experiences. Like you need to believe in yourself. Um, again, I'd always wanted to do YouTube. Oh, during the pandemic, I actually made a little interview series at one point. I forgot on Instagram. I interviewed my friends from around the world that were cool. Oh my God. It was called friends without borders. I forgot about that. Um, I love that. So I was like, yeah. So I was like, Heather, like, can you teach me about TikTok? And she's like, yeah, of course. So Detox Heather taught me about TikTok. And I manifested with the universe that it would be my job. Like, truly, like, I was like, I'm like, I'm so happy, so grateful. Now this is my job. Um, You know, I love the Hindu tradition. I love mantra. I was like chanting literally to Ganesha every single day, like, because Ganesha is a remover of obstacles. I was like, literally chanting, praying, like manifesting, like, this is my job. This is my job. And then it all happened so fast. Um, Just when I started sharing about, you know, my experiences with plant medicine and what I was learning. Um, And around that time, I also started getting the message, like, you need to start bringing people together, like bring the community together in person. And like I, you know, from the time I was young, as I said, I'd always wanted to do festivals. But then through ayahuasca, I was like, no, it's not festivals. It's something else. Um, so at that time as well, I was I moved to Guatemala for six months. My job was literally making TikToks every day, but also writing down every day. Like, I'm so happy and so grateful now that I'm hosting retreats for a soul family. Like literally, like I can go back and find my diaries that were saying that, like hosting retreats for soul fam, hosting retreats for soul fam. Um, and then on the day of the dead in 2021, I sat in a peyote ceremony. Um, peyote is a cactus plant medicine. If you're listening, um, yeah, it's a really beautiful plant medicine. Um, it's very grounding. And I went into this ceremony And my intention was to let go of everything not serving me. Um, Like, and actually, I just want to share this because it's crazy. But the reason I sat in the peyote ceremony was because I literally talked to this man who I call my spirit guide man over the phone. (coughs) Sorry. So I talked to this man I call my spirit guide man over the phone. I've done this multiple times. He knows everything about me, like without me telling him. And he told me, um, like on this call he was like hey I don't want to recommend anything to you but do you ever work with plant medicine and I was like yeah for sure and I was like he's like okay I think like your guides want you to sit in a ceremony and I was like oh do I have to go sit with ayahuasca and he's like no can you sit with peyote I'm literally in Guatemala at this time like I don't know where to find a peyote ceremony and I swear to god two days later I get a message from a friend saying hey There's a peyote ceremony going on um, on the Day of the Dead. A tribe is coming over from Mexico. Like, do you want to join? And I was like, oh, shit. And, like, I even have chills now. So I sat in this peyote ceremony. Intention was to let go of all the limiting beliefs holding me back from being my most authentic self. So I, I asked about removing the limiting beliefs. And I also asked for my next steps. I So in a peyote ceremony, guys, you're drinking peyote all night long. I was so sick. It was the hardest night of my whole life. Like truly, I was throwing up in the jungle. Like I remember at one point, I had walked over to the bathroom and I was sitting beside the bathroom and I was like crying and being sick. And then I 
I remember looking up at the sky and I was like, please, God, make this pain stop. And then I saw a shooting star mm-hmm. and it didn't stop. I was the shaman. One of the shamans came over to me and he's like, he's like, hey, you have to join the circle again. I was like, okay, fine. And then he made me like throw offerings into the fire for like, but he was like, be so grateful that you're releasing. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that was horrible. But then in the morning I woke up and I felt like better than I had in like years And I really had like let go of so much. And I also got the message, go back to Costa Rica, start hosting retreats now, like start bringing people together now. Um, So bought a flight to Costa Rica, came back less than a month later. Um, In December, 2021, I really was like, okay, like I actually have to do this. There was a girl that um, followed me, that we followed each other on Instagram. um, And you know, I saw we had a lot of similarities. She was also a yoga teacher. And I was like, okay, for a retreat, like I need someone to help me. I don't, I'm, I was really nervous to do it on my own. This girl was literally Linnea living in Amsterdam. And I was like, Hey, would you move to Costa Rica and host a retreat with me? And she was like, yeah, I will. Three weeks later, she moved to Costa Rica. And on January 6th, we started sharing about our retreat. And I actually believe it was by January 11th, Today, oh my God, it's January 11th, 111. Woo! I love 111. Oh my gosh. Yes. But I, yeah, but our retreat was full, I'm pretty sure, around January 11th. Um, wow. And I was like, oh shit, like this is real now. Like I can actually do this. Um, so yeah, it, it all happened so fast once I actually put things in motion. Um, The funny thing as well of like, I'm so grateful. And this is why I always say I do my best manifesting on a dance floor because, and I remember on the full moon in December, I think it was like the 22nd of December, 2021. I was out at a jungle party with my friends. There was a full moon. I was like, what are you guys manifesting? And everyone shared. And I was like, I'm manifesting that by the end of this weekend, I find a retreat center. And two hours later, we're at another party. um, And I end up seeing a friend, uh, Andrew Seeley, and he was with a woman. And he's like, hey, Bianca, this is my friend, Natasha. You guys should be friends. I talked to her for two hours. And at the end of her conversation, she was like, what do you do? And I was like, hey, like, I'm a TikToker. I really want to host retreats, but I don't have a retreat center. And she said, oh, my gosh, like. I'm the manager at a retreat center. Uh, You can host it at my retreat center. And we did not end up using that retreat center, obviously. But because I found a retreat center and I thought I had one, that's when I reached out to Linnea. I was like, yo, like I have a retreat center. Come to Costa Rica. Um, And so that's why I put everything into motion. Um, Yeah. So I've kind of been a crazy journey. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking crazy. Such an amazing story. Like I'm, I've always been inspired by you, but I feel like actually being able to just sit and hear all of the little details, it's so inspiring. Um, and oh, I just lost my train of thought. I think I was going to ask you to, one of the questions I had coming up, I forgot what I was going to say, but like, can you share a little bit more 
about like how you truly manifest. Like you mentioned it a little bit of just like writing things down and scripting, but Bianca and I even manifest like like I'll just give you an example, but I want you to just share a little bit about your manifestation practice and like what it looks like in your life. But I'll literally just I'll be like Bianca, like I'm going to Burning Man. I really like I want this to happen. I want this to happen. And then she'll just send me a voice memo back and she'll be like, I am so happy and grateful that Maddie just went to Burning Man and she met Diplo and they partied all night and then this happened and she had this crazy experience and she'll just sit there and like just talk about like just magical things happening. And she's like, I'm just so grateful that this just happened to Maddie. And like you even just did it a minute ago. You were just like sharing your story and like you just throw into the middle of like, you know, what you're saying. You'll just be like, I'm so grateful, like da, 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 da. And like, there's constant talk of just like, I'm so grateful, whether it's something that actually happened or something that happened in the future. But can you just talk a little bit more about, I don't, yeah, like what your manifestation practices actually looks like? Like, do you sit down and do like a whole ritual or is it kind of just a part of your life where you'll be washing the dishes and you're like, you know what? I'm so grateful that this happened because you just want to like claim it in that moment. Yeah, no, I love this question. So, okay, I feel like, yeah, okay, how do I manifest? Okay, so the the very, the easy answer is that I will sit down and just write out everything that I'm creating or working towards, but as though that I, as though I already have it. So truly, like, I'm so happy and I'm so grateful now that this thing happened. Um, Or, like, I'm so happy, I'm so grateful, and it feels so amazing now that, my April retreat is full of the 16 most incredible and aligned women. Um, And it's one of the best Mm -hmm. weeks of their lives. And I think, okay, so I don't have a visual brain. So for anyone listening who doesn't know, not everyone sees images in their head. So I don't see anything. So um, some people will talk about manifesting as though you have to visualize an image of it or like see your life in the way that you want, but I just don't see in that way. So for me, Mm -hmm. it's all about feeling. And so I, yeah, I always tie my, my manifestations to how I feel. And also just, I keep in mind like the strongest emotions. So like gratitude and love and joy, um, but especially gratitude. I think it's so important to be really, really grateful for what we already have on the way to get what we want. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you know, even when I was living in Guatemala in Antigua and I only had like a really small balcony, but I'd always be like, oh my God, I'm so grateful that I have this balcony to sit on and it's so peaceful and quiet. And like, I'm so grateful to be here and like, so always just being really, really grateful for everything that's already in my life. And then also tying in the things that I'm working towards creating, but also I've done a lot of work on, you know, reprogramming my subconscious mind. And so I think a really big thing for manifestation is really understanding that we are so worthy and we are so deserving and that we are so powerful And even if we don't feel those things in the moment, 
just knowing it to be true. And that Mm -hmm. might be easier said than done. But it's like, for me, it's like, I know that I'm so powerful. I know that I deserve all the abundance and love and joy. And yes, I have moments where um, I'll get anxious or I'll feel overwhelmed or scared. Um, But I think it's just always, if those kind of more negative thoughts pop in, just coming back to my center and reminding myself, that's just a feeling, like that's just anxiety, like, and reminding myself of the things that I know to be true. So, you know, the more, I also love working with affirmations, like I'm amazing. I'm abundant. I'm open to receive. I am worthy and deserving. Um, I'm the creator of my own amazing reality. Um, So yeah, I just always come back to my affirmations. I write a lot. So I'll write down everything that I'm creating. Um, And I do do that Mm -hmm. pretty often, but I'm also like talking about things that I'm creating all the time. And I talk about it not as though it's an if but as though it's a when um so -hmm. it's not like if this thing happens it's like no like when uh when our retreat is full when we go to burning man together uh when when I have 250k in my bank account whatever it is um and it kind of try ties in with that like trust and having faith um but yeah, everything that I write down always happens, Yeah, which is really cool. I, I feel like that's how I've always been as well. Um, yeah, we're like, guys, we're always using the law of assumption. There's never a time where we're talking and we're like, do you think we could do this? I don't think I've ever had a conversation with Bianca where we're like, do you think it's going to work out? Like, is this going to happen? It's like, nope, it's going to happen. And even if I'm anxious... Bianca's like, no, like everything's fine. If Bianca's anxious, I'm like, nope, everything's fine. Like we're always in a state of assumption and like lucky girl syndrome and just assuming everything's going to work out. Um, So I feel like sometimes the law of assumption is more powerful than the law of attraction in a way, maybe not more powerful, but um, like it's something that we like use a lot is like the law of assumption. Um, But I also resonate with the writing things down because I actually haven't had access to them for a while since I was traveling. But now that I'm back in Utah, I have like all of my boxes of just like my important things. And within them, I have like a bunch of journals, like so many journals that I've filled all the way up from the beginning of my business. Um, Like, I don't even know how I wrote that much. I just have books and books. And I wish that I would have like, like wrote like an M at the top of the page or something to like say when I was manifesting and when I wasn't, because I don't know, like I'll write, I'll read like one of my passages and I don't know if it actually happened or if I was just manifesting. So every single journal entry is like, I am so grateful. Like I just got my very first client. I'm finally making money in my business. And it'll just be pages of me writing that over and over. And I'm like, was I manifesting or did I actually get my first client? So like, I can't decipher between like what's real and what isn't in my journals because that is how I manifested everything. Anytime I like before I would get on a sales call, um, like anytime before I had like an important podcast I was doing or lesson I was doing or an opportunity that was coming up, I would just sit there 
and just like script in the present tense for hours um because I don't have a visual brain either like I think that we've talked about that before like I don't really see images either and so it's always been about writing for me um yeah because it's really like where your focus goes energy flows and I feel like writing is one of the biggest like places you can be in focus so I resonate very deeply Um, I also was going to say like super quick, I'm always talking to the universe and like, I always am asking for help. Like I know everybody may not have the same beliefs, but I'm truly always like co-creating and asking like my spirit guides and angels, guardian angels. Like I'll be sitting there and I will call them and I'll be like, spirit guides, help me out. Like, um, and then I'll like manifest by like talking to the universe and my spirit guides But then I'll also just be like, hey, like, guys, I'm doing this retreat. It's for content creators. Help me find the most aligned creators for this. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so I'm just I'm always asking for guidance and just being like, I'm so happy and so grateful now that the universe is divinely guiding me and protecting me Um, and just really trusting that, I guess. Totally. Yeah, I love that so much um yeah it's so good so so Bianca starts hosting retreats right and so then she starts doing creator retreats and I know we like kind of talked about this but let's just go into like a little bit of the story like I can share a little bit too of just like that retreat and how we met I know I've like talked to my listeners about it and my experience um but yeah like what we can talk about a little bit about how we met and then how our retreats that we host together came together and kind of like what it is and what we do. Um, but like I said, Bianca invited me onto this retreat. I was like, fuck it, let's go. I hopped on a flight and got to Costa Rica, literally had the most life-changing experience ever. I went through so much that week. Obviously I was going through a big life change Um, because when Bianca asked me to go to Costa Rica, I literally just knew I didn't want to go back to LA. Like I just hated LA so much and was just struggling. And so I was like, like the normal person would have just packed up their bags and gone to Costa Rica and then gone home. But I sold everything that I owned and put what I couldn't sell into a storage unit, took my suitcase and just bought a one way. So I get to Costa Rica. I'm like going through a lot, had all these like just really transformative experiences. We can talk about like ecstatic dance a little bit, um, which I just had like such a huge transformation with just everything that we did. Um, And then I went home to uh, or not went home. Sorry. And then after Costa Rica, I went to Tulum. Um, But the last night of our retreat, one of the last nights, Bianca and I well, I don't know. Can I share like the whole story? Yeah, you can share the whole story. It's fine. <laughs> I, I kind of already have a little bit. Yeah, I think it's fine. We went to Selva, which is um, the resort that's owned by the owners of Envision Music Festival. And so it's like this beautiful resort. It's very much like Burning Man vibes. And we go and we like, we took a little microdose and we got there and did this ecstatic dance, which I said was like, 
literally changed my life. I walked on the dance floor one person, walked off a completely different person. I just like moved through so much, so much trauma, so much fear and anxiety. And then we get off uh, the dance floor and we're like, okay, we're going to hang out. There's DJs playing. It's beautiful there. And someone comes up to me. Well, I think it was Bianca was like, do you want to take just like a little bit more acid? I was like, sure. Why not? I love acid. Acid's my favorite thing in the world. Like I'm never going to say no. And it's in this spray bottle. I've never experienced like a spray bottle, but but we take a couple sprays and then they're like, you're not even going to feel that. Like this is a microdose. You're not going to feel it. You have to take a couple more sprays. So we're like, okay. I take a couple more sprays, which fast forward, you guys, side note, I think I also already shared this, but um, the people that had the spray bottle that gave us this acid, I was at Burning Man, like having the time of my life at this like set. Um, and my one of my friends is like, hey, I want you to meet somebody. And so I'm like, okay. And I go over and I'm like, hi, I'm Maddie. Da, 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 da. I give the guy a hug. And then I look at him. I'm like, you look really familiar. And I'm we're sitting there for a minute. And I'm like, oh my God, it's the guy that gave me the acid at Selva in Costa Rica. It was, I don't know, it just blew my mind that my friend from Grass Valley introduced me to the guy that I met in Costa Rica. That was like the reason for one of the best nights of my life. So he like gives us this acid and like, Anyway, we just ended up having one of the craziest experiences. Bianca can talk about it a little bit, but she just like went through this whole journey. We're feeling all these emotions. Like I'm in the jungle and just having this like crazy trip. People are like spinning fire. And like, I think it was from that night that we like really, really bonded. At least for me, I was like, okay, like this is my bitch. I love her. We just went through this whole journey together. That's honestly why I love psychedelics so much too. It like really, really connects you with somebody, especially if you go through like a hard trip. Um, Like I've literally mended relationships by having like a really rough acid trip. Um, Not that it was rough, but like it was a little intense. And so after that, I went to, um, we had that experience. I was like, okay, I fucking love Bianca. I went to Tulum and um, I remember, again, psychedelics, but I like took this microdose of mushrooms and it was not a microdose. That is like the like story of our lives. It was not a microdose. And so I'm just like tripping by myself and I'm like, fuck, I didn't mean to do this. I was trying to just have like a nice little pool day with myself and I'm like tripping And Bianca texts me and she's like, hey, can you like FaceTime me? I really need to ask you something. And I don't know about you guys, but if someone's like, hey, I need to talk to you, like, sorry, we're talking immediately because I will be anxious until we talk. And so she's like, hey, we need to talk. And I was like, oh, well, I'm on mushrooms. (laughs) But I was like, I don't care. Like, call me. Like, I can't be on mushrooms and know that you have to talk to me and not (laughs) – know what you have to talk to me about. So we get on a FaceTime and yeah, she ends up asking me if I wanted to host like retreats with her in Costa Rica. And I'm just coming off of this like amazing experience that I had as an attendee. And like to this day, I can honestly say this isn't me being dramatic like I usually am. 
that was one of the best things that has ever happened to me in my whole entire lifetime. Like Bianca asked me to host retreats with her and like my, my life is not the same. It really truly is not the same. Like retreats are like my favorite thing in the world. One of the most important things to me. Um, and I'm like, I'm so grateful. Speaking of being grateful, I am so grateful that I got to start hosting with Bianca. So if you have anything you want to like also share about that experience, but then we can also go into like what our retreats are actually like, because we're actually um, filling up uh, our April retreat right now. And then I think we're going to do two more retreats that we're like solidifying dates for um, in 2023. So I'm excited. I'm so excited. No, just to speak on that, like, honestly, meeting Maddie is actually one of the best things that's ever happened to me in my life as well. Um, And I'm so grateful you said yes when I asked you to host with me. Uh, I feel like I knew that you would because, yeah, it was it was the vibe. Once we once we uh, tripped balls together, I was like, oh, like, we're best friends forever now. (laughs) So, yeah. And just to quickly speak on you know, why I really wanted Maddie to host because you guys listening, you already love Maddie. You already like, I'm sure you all know that she's amazing. One of the best humans ever, but truly like Maddie came to my retreat and obviously was attending. And I always share, like I learned more from Maddie in a week of hanging out with her about like confidence and self-love and just like loving yourself and loving life and believing in yourself and also about business because she did a really incredible business workshop at the retreat. Um, but I learned so much from her that I was like, oh my God, there's no one else I can host my retreats for women with. Like I have to ask this woman who I just, who just blew my mind and changed my life in a week of knowing her. Um, so yeah, I'm very grateful. She said yes, because I feel like we're like, honestly, a really, really good team. We balance each other very we're- perfectly. We are a really good team. I forgot to mention too, I kind of felt like you were going to ask me too. I felt like it was just like already aligned. Like there was no way I was going to say, no, are you kidding? It it was almost like it was just supposed to happen. And like, you just had to ask me and I had to say yes, but it was like already (laughs) happening. But we truly are the best team. And I'm always very wary of like, like working with your friends or doing business with your friends or even living with your friends. But there is something about Bianca and I where again, it just feels divinely orchestrated. Like the universe put us together because we are such a good team. We balance each other out so well. It's kind of crazy. It was meant to happen. Yeah. Very grateful for it. Thank you universe. Thanks for supporting us through all of our retreats, which are amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you know what? Can I quickly share one thing about manifesting that I think helps and it kind of ties into our retreats. Um, which we're going to talk about, but when I manifest, I find that thinking about others or having an intention of doing good, not only for yourself, but also for the good of the world. I think that helps speed along manifestations because even when I'm manifesting for hosting our retreats, I literally am always like manifesting that it's one of the best and most transformative weeks of everyone who attends lives um yeah and like for for other things I manifest in my life too I of course like it's it's for technically for myself but it's also for you and for others and yeah I think 
just like opening your heart to benefiting yourself, but also the world. I think that helps too, honestly. Yeah. I always say um, like when you support the world, the universe supports you. Um, Cause I truly believe that if you're like in service and you're thinking about others, there's no way that you're not going to be supported. So I completely, I completely agree. Yeah. And that's why, honestly, our retreats, like, I'm so honored. First off, that people trust us <laughs> to come down and spend, like, seven, nine days, because our April retreat is nine days, to spend nine days in the jungle with us. Um, but I'm also, like, so grateful when I see people's, um, like, messages where they're like, wow, that was the most transformative week of my entire life. Like, it's really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's it truly is so crazy what we've created and like in a completely unbiased and like the most humble way possible, Bianca and I truly believe our retreats are some of the best in the world because um, I guess to like go into the details a little bit and just talk about it, like we, we are not like a yoga retreat, we are not an ayahuasca retreat, we are not like like we are like a transformative retreat. And so we always say that it's like a healing and wellness retreat, but with a fun festival vibe. And we really try to balance out all of the things that have helped us, like Bianca and I personally, and like just helped us become who we are. So it would, you know, not be authentic if we left out the music festivals and that fun vibe um, and just did like more of the serious healing modalities because being on a dance floor and a lot of these stories that we've been sharing on this podcast, like it's very obvious we wouldn't be who we are if it wasn't for those as well. Um, so yes, we do like workshops and we do yoga and breath work and cacao ceremonies and sound healing and more of those traditional modalities, but then also like we have a lot of friends that are DJs and we have ecstatic dances and take you guys to Selva and have like a jungle party. And this time around, since we're doing nine days instead of seven, um, because December was truly so fun. We were all leaving and we were just like, that wasn't long enough. So Bianca and I made the executive decision to do it nine days. Um, but since we're going to have more time now, we even want to do like surf lessons and you can heal like just as much by being at a waterfall with a bunch of soul sisters and just connecting as you can, you know, maybe even in an ayahuasca ceremony or something. And of course there's a time and a place for both, but there's just so many different levels of healing. And I feel like we truly have created the perfect balance of healing and fun. Um, but yeah, B, do you want to talk a little bit about like I guess the retreat center where we host it um, and like a little bit more in depth of some of the activities. Yeah. Um, I just want to make sure because one of my AirPods died. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I can still hear you. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. So I also just wanted to quickly speak on the fact that when Maddie said like, you don't need something like an ayahuasca ceremony to heal. And 1000%, I always share, I am so grateful for my journey in ceremonies, but I have healed so much, literally as the host of our retreats. 
by just getting a little wavy at a river, at a waterfall with a really good group of girls who are there to support you and love you and just have fun with you. Um, like, yeah, we do not host dark night of the soul retreats because my life has also changed because of festivals like burning man. Um, and things like, I don't know, acid trips in the middle of the desert somewhere. (laughs) So obviously that's a different vibe from our retreat, but, um, yeah. So, okay. What do we do? We, our retreats are in the Diamante Valley, which is three and a half hours of three and a half hours south of San Jose um, in Costa Rica. It's my favorite place in the entire world and truly the only place that I've ever been homesick for. Um, basically we're in a giant jungle with waterfalls and monkeys and toucans and parrots and rivers and the energy here is just so different from anywhere else I've ever been. Um, I came to Costa Rica, you know, twice before moving here. And each time I was not the same person uh, leaving the country as I was when I entered it. Things happen so fast here. You learn so much, transform so much. Like it's just a very, very special place to be. Um, So it's my favorite thing, bringing people here to the jungle and I think that's also like why it's so healing and why like you really like you don't need to have 10 grams of mushrooms in order to have a profound experience. You can also go to a waterfall with some girls and like nature in and of itself is so powerful and so healing. Um, so yeah, so we're at a really beautiful retreat center here. Um, and it's essentially Like we have two villas and then we have these little casitas, which are like little homes in the jungle. And you really have the best of both worlds at this retreat center because we can go and, you know, play at the beach or get a little muddy at a waterfall or go check out the river. Um, But then you come back to the retreat center and it's very, it's like modern, luxurious. There is AC if you want AC. You have a hot shower, like a really nice bed. Um, it is nicer than any place I've ever lived in in Costa Rica at this retreat center. And also, um, it's like a little commune and on the property. We have our own river. We're in walking distance to a little waterfall, which is like my favorite waterfall in Costa Rica. And then we're also in walking distance to the beach. Um, so it's just, it's, yeah, I'm very grateful to get to work with this retreat center and keep bringing people back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it truly is such a special place, like Costa Rica in general, but also the retreat center um, that we host at. Like, I always love the story of one of the girls that came on Bianca's retreat and like showed up at the retreat center and truly thought that they were going to be like in huts. And when she found out we had this like huge retreat center and like a private chef and everything, like, Bianca was like, what? Like, you really thought we were just going to put you in huts in the jungle? But we always like to make it very, very clear. It's like, no, we have like one of the most special, beautiful, like, yeah, just just villas in in Costa Rica, um, which is such an important part because, yeah, we'll do a lot of hanging out there when it comes to doing the workshops and, um, you know, yoga and our meals and just like hanging out and connecting with each other. Um, but then we always have something planned. So we keep the days 
super full in terms of, you know, doing something that's kind of personal development-y and then taking you guys out. We have like the best drivers that will just take us anywhere we want to go. So different waterfalls and rivers and beaches and yeah, just kind of traveling all around um, like Dominical and Uvita and just, yeah, we have like all the best like nature spots, honestly. So we do a lot of hanging out in nature. Um, and then, like I said, you know, taking you guys to a jungle party or, you know, maybe doing some surf lessons, which also like everything is optional, you guys. So like if you don't want to come to yoga or if you don't want to go to a waterfall, you truly do get to have like your own experience. But we keep the days very full of just tons of activities, taking you guys to Selva, having DJs come to our retreat center. Um, you know, we had like the sound healer come last time and yeah, we just connect, get a little bit wavy, heal. Like a lot of the girls that come on our calls, they'll ask us like, you know, are like, are there going to be hard moments? Are we going to cry? Or do you guys keep it just very fun and lighthearted? And we like to say that you're definitely going to cry, but it's maybe like 20% from like, healing and releasing and like moving through something difficult and then like 80% from laughter because you're just going to be giggling and laughing so hard. So there are like, you know, moments where you are moving through a lot and you're doing a lot of healing, but then there's also going to be a lot of moments where you're just having so much fun. Like you almost can't believe you are like experiencing something that magical. So Yeah, like I said, we keep the really good balance of fun, um, but also you're going to walk out of the experience like a completely different person. Truly, we're so grateful for like the just like testimonials and the things that our girls say after coming to our retreat. Like, I don't think there's ever been anyone that could walk out of it and say that they were not a different person or didn't have one of the best weeks of their entire lives. 100%. Um, Yeah, it's just, it's so special, like getting together with such a cool group in the the jungle. And that's the thing. It's like, so Maddie and I, when people apply to our retreats, um, we do a call with every single person who applies. And, you know, um, just to like get the energy and the vibe and truly like the energy of all of our retreats is so special. And I'm so honored. Like we really attract the coolest people. I swear, like every time we do a call, like, oh my God, like, I can't believe this person's on the call with us. Like they're so freaking cool. I can't wait to meet them. Like when I tell you, like, of course we're hosting soul sister retreats. Um, but like, actually these are your soul sisters. Like these women coming to our retreats are some of my best friends in the entire world. Um, it's yeah and just being in that space with you know women who are so supportive so open-minded um and just have such a similar energy um I really feel like everyone individually changes so much but also collectively shifts so much and I honestly feel like everyone just quantum leaps together um because that's kind of the intention and like the power of having a collective intention is like, it's, it's next level. Like truly we can, we really are changing the world. (laughs) Yeah. 
truly it's it's so crazy i yeah i'm so grateful but i'm also still just blown away like i was just talking about even like in this episode and the last episode how i feel like i'm finally just reflecting now that i'm like back in salt lake and i'm not like on the run and so i can just sit here and just look back and yeah, I truly am just realizing. I mean, I've I've always known it, obviously, but I'm just like realizing more and more how truly special this is. And like, we're not just, I always say to, this to the girls on the retreats, like by doing that and working on ourselves, yeah, we're not just changing ourselves. We truly are changing the world by like raising the vibration and then being able to take what we learned and spread it to others and like it, it's like this ripple effect. Um, so yeah, it truly is so, so special. And if you guys want to come, like I said, we have, I think we're going to do three retreats this year, one in April, one in June and one in December, but we're currently filling up for April right now, which I'm so excited for. Um, yeah, we changed it to nine days instead of seven. Um, and yeah, we're starting to fill up spots. So if you guys are interested, we're doing tons of zoom calls where you can come on the call and meet us, talk to us a little bit, connect with us, um, and just get some of more, some of the more like, you know, logistic details and travel and everything like that. Um, and we have an application, so I'll leave the application in the show notes so you guys can go click that. Um, but we always say like, don't worry about writing too big of paragraphs because truly like if you're listening to this podcast right now I love you guys so much and you guys are all the right vibe again like we do calls with everyone just to like make sure and meet and connect feel out the vibe just because we're curating such a special thing but I know that if you listen to Breaking Butterfly you are the vibe and we would absolutely love to have you there so fill out the application but um, don't worry about going too in depth, just like answer some of the questions so we can get to know you a little bit. Um, and then we'll invite you on to a zoom call with us and go from there. So if you guys are interested, go in the show notes, click the application. Um, or you can also find it in my Instagram bio or Bianca's Instagram bio, um, which I'll link all of Bianca's information in the show notes as well. So you guys can keep, keep following her TikTok and her Instagram. Um, but I just know that we would absolutely be ecstatic to have any one of you guys with us in Costa Rica and it's gonna be so much fun I can't wait 1000 percent no like what you're just saying about uh, how like anyone listening is for sure the vibe but it's true it's like people who follow me and Maddie even on TikTok it's like I've made my best friends in the world through that app um because like that's the good thing about you know things like a podcast or TikTok it's interest-based like the algorithm's scary, but it really is bringing together really awesome people with like similar energy. Like I swear to God, like TikTok is bringing the soul family together. And yeah, so just to just to stay as well, like, I feel like I would absolutely love to meet more people who listen to your podcast. I bet they're all so freaking cool. <laughs> yeah. They're all so cool. Even my men out there, like we're going to do something co-ed in the future. So look out for that. Right now we're just doing soul sister retreats, but I was actually at, um, I was at uh, a festival for new year's and like, if you're listening, shout out to you. But like a lot of times at festivals, I get really annoyed because guys will be really creepy. Like if you're a woman, like 
you just know that men can be kind of like annoying and creepy. And so I'm like tripping and like the whole night, like I'm just having kind of like, you know, some like really weird interactions with men. Um, And then towards the end of the night, this guy comes up to me and I'm like, oh God, like not again. I'm like, hi, sorry, like not interested. This is my boyfriend, whatever. And no, he comes up and he's like, hey, like, are you Maddie? I was like, yes. He's like, oh my God, like I listened to your podcast. And I was like, what? I'm just like hugging him. I was so happy that like men also listen to Breaking Butterflies. So shout out men. I love you. And me and Bianca are going to create something co-ed in the jungle eventually. So we'll keep you guys updated. Um, But yeah, I, I just truly do love all of you guys and meeting you all. And there would be nothing like, yeah, being able to heal and party in the jungle. So um, yeah, we're excited. But I guess to kind of wrap things up a little bit. um, So there's a question that I ask all of my podcast guests at the end of my podcast. And so I have to ask you, um, if you, if a version of you at your lowest point was listening in on the podcast right now, what would you say to her? What would your advice be to her? Honestly, I feel like I would just say very simply, like, um, like, I know that this sucks right now, but just know and trust that it's going to get better and that everything is always going to work out in the end. Just open yourself up to receive it, to receive um, the good things coming your way. I know it's very Mm -hmm. simple, but I feel like that might actually be the most useful. Like, I think even when I was sad growing up, I like, honestly, my dad would always say like, don't worry, everything always works out. So. Yeah. I love that. So good. And sometimes it's hard to like know that in the morning, in the moment. Um, But again, like if you just blindly like have faith in it, you'll, you'll find that evidence that supports it. So I love that. Um, and then I'll put all of Bianca's like links in the show notes, but do you want to tell people just, yeah, how they can connect with you more? Yeah. So, um, definitely made my usernames before I knew that this would be my job, but you guys can follow me on Instagram, Bianca CP underscore underscore. So got two underscores in there. Um, and I'm the same on TikTok, Bianca CP underscore underscore. Uh, you can follow me, yeah, on Instagram, on TikTok. Um, email adventures with Bianca at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, I'd say my main platform for communicating with people is Instagram. So if you guys come over from Breaking Butterfly, send me a DM and let's be internet friends. Okay. Amazing. Well, I'm so grateful we got to finally do this. Thank you so much for coming on Breaking Butterfly and sharing your story and your wisdom. Um, And again, guys, if you want to come hang out with us in person, fill out the application or just shoot us a DM on Instagram. We'll set up a call with you. Um, Yeah, we have to just keep bringing the internet friends in person and keep just creating events and just hanging out in the jungle. It's way too fun. So um yeah we're excited and I love you Bianca so so much thank you 
I love you. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Like I loved it. So. I know. Oh, and also guys, I'm going to force Bianca to make her own podcast. I know she already kind of wants to, but I'm going to make it happen faster because I just know she has so many stories to share and TikTok is dumb and censors you too much. So we're going to get Bianca podcasting and you guys can hear more about her crazy adventures. I know. I just like, I love that today I could be like, yeah, acid changed my life. I love acid. (laughs) And you can do that on a podcast, but not on TikTok. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I need to talk about psychedelics even more because like I'll mention it and like share things like I'm open, but yeah, even especially this last year, it's changed my life even more. So yeah. We'll, we'll make some more content on podcasting about that kind of stuff. So, okay. Anyway, I could talk forever, but I love you all. Everyone have a beautiful week and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.